When you're behind the wheel of a Toyota Tundra TRD Pro, mighty moments are always right around the corner. One minute you're driving when you come across a funk music parade with a broken down float. And one tow later, you're leading the parade as honorary Grand Funk Marshal. Oh, let's give a big yabba dabba doozy to the funky brother who saves the day. Make the most of each moment with a handsomely rugged Toyota truck like the Tundra TRD Pro. Toyota, let's go places. Hello Suns fans and welcome back to the GC Sunscast. It's been a, a uncertain time in the world over the last few weeks since our last show, but we are back. We are going to have a big chat about the problems going on at the moment in relation to the Gold Coast Suns and AFL football. Uh, but before we do, I'm your host Shane. Joining me is Tom and welcome to the show, Tom. Yes, yeah, Shane. Uh, absolutely agree with everything you said just now. And it's not just about footy, is it? It's about people's lives and livelihoods. And, uh, you know, we, we can't just have that, uh, you know, nice old release this weekend by going to watch our favourite team play. We just have to sit at home and, 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 and wait for the latest Twitter updates or the latest afl.com.au breaking news and that kind of stuff, as well as, you know keeping abreast of things for uh, for our own families and all the rest of it. So, yeah, interesting times. But, um, you know, I think our girls team gave us something to cheer about this weekend. What do you reckon about that game? Yeah, it was a great game. So, before we jump into all the coronavirus stuff and then the results from the AFLW, I just want to give a quick shout-out to our Old Soul Patreon donors, Jack's dad, Dale Snelling, Paul Vosti, Tom Kim, Brody Burgess, Kate Kelland, Chris Moore, Robbie Fiorini, Tim and James Wood. Thanks for all your support, guys. If you'd like to help support the show, head on over to patreon.com forward slash GC Sunscast and donate there. Become an old soul Patreon donor and support the GC Sunscast. Now, the AFLW was played on the weekend. It was one of the first games without crowds after the recent announcements um, by the AFL and the government. So, without going into all the background stuff with that, it was a great game of football to watch. The Gold Coast yeah. Suns defeated the West Coast Eagles by 25 points, 5 goals 3, 33, to West Coast Eagles, 1 goal 2, 8. And Kalinda Howarth was woman of the match with 4 goals, and she had a sensational performance, and she's a She's a true finisher. She models her game after Buddy Franklin, and I could see in that game just exactly where she gets it, gets it from. Yeah, well, exactly. She can lead up as the as the tall forward. Um, took a great mark right at the end of the game there, and, and kicked a goal from a fair distance out that most players, no matter which competition they're playing in, would would have a bit of trouble at that distance. And she just wasn't ever in any doubt. Um, she's got a terrific record of shots on goal for this year. You know, she, I mean, she has kicked a few behinds, but not many. Uh, she's kicked a lot of goals uh, for for a twenty year old. Uh, amazing, and the Lions couldn't even see their way to giving her a start last year. That just amazes me because they didn't go that well themselves. That that was amazing. But um, look, I tell you what, I, what I loved about the game was um, 
the forward line is getting it together. They're getting combinations now. They've been able to get scores on the board, but it's kind of been, you know, wave after wave of just, you know, forward pressure and finally, you know, something will happen and someone will make something happen from nothing. Um, but what I've been loving watching is, um, well, Jordan Hickey had a, had a go up forward and I thought that that took you know, a good West Coast defender away from Kindy. So that was sort of a good combo. And, and Hickey kicked a goal of her own, which was her first in her career. But Paige Parker just seemed to be getting it out in space and, and ha- that, those deliveries inside 50 to set up Kindy, they were just amazing. And, and Britt Perry's the other one. The, the, those forwards, you know, Britt took the mark of the year. In the in the middle, just you know, total courage and just smashed it, and yeah, just just loving seeing that. I mean, the whole I could go through the whole team, uh, but the, those forwards uh, they're capable of probably a bigger score than that. But West Coast, even though they're a new team and they and they're lowly, um, they they were tough. They were they were hard at it. Yeah, they were. It was a very bruising game. You mentioned Britt Perry's mark. I just want to give a shout out. You can go and vote for Britt Perry's mark as mark of the year over on AFLW website and the Suns website. So get on over to that. Um, The game got off to a really physical start and I got quite worried early on, especially when Lauren Bella was uh, taken off the ground. She looked to be in a lot of pain. And I thought, this isn't good for our dominant big girl um, in the middle of the ground who has such an influence on the games uh, to be in that much pain. Yet she was a trooper and she came back out and played out the rest of the game. So it must have just been a bit of a niggle that caused a hell of a lot of pain for her. Well, you, you saw the the opposition player come in with the the elbow right right into the sort of the spine between the shoulder blades. So, I imagine she was in a bit of trauma um, because you know if you get if you get hit in the spine, you, your whole body just feels in shock. And and um, and yeah, she she was in a quite a bit of pain. But um, testament to Taylor Smith in her debut, she she sort of stood in and supported in that in that backup chop out ruck roll. So. It was, I think that enabled Lauren to sort of take the time she needed, and um, and and she came back into the game, didn't she, Lauren? Yeah, you know, she like, did. Like it took her a while, but then she got her momentum and she then she became dominant again in the hitouts. Yeah, she did, and I, I think it was just a really well-rounded team performance, and Lauren Bella played a part in that. Uh, so did Paige Parker. And um, Yorston as well, and uh, uh, Stanton. So they all yeah. played a great game, but in the end, it was the finishing efforts of Kindy that was able to just deliver the win for the Suns. She was the the difference in the end, mm. and it was her. Uh, she was kicking goals that were snapshots, not only from mm. angles that most of the girls have missed, but from distances as well. Like yeah. the the 30 to 40 meter range where you see a lot of set shots for goal, not make it or miss. And yeah. uh, she was just snapping them around her body and uh, it was going right between the big sticks. So that was just really impressive to see that. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, the way that she can get on the ball, like, you know, it, it goes so high as well. And, that 
that difficult kicks to, to get straight because they bend so much in the air. So one of the things that we're not really getting the benefit of the camera angles because they tend to only go with the, a couple of angles in, in the AFLW. But if you were in the crowd and standing sort of behind that with that angle view, I mean, that ball is going to come around sort of five, six metres on the journey and it goes up in the air sort of goalpost over the goalpost height um, you know, but she's so so confident with it and so accurate, deadly accurate. But you know what? The the fifth goal that she didn't score, she did that beautiful show and go and and was and 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 set off the hand pass that then set up the the goal. So, you know, she's 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 where the points are going to come from. Uh, but you know, she's not going to be the only goal kicker because she's not selfish with it. She'll go up the ground and stuff. Can't can't rave about her enough. And if she wasn't the woman of the match. Katie Sermon was bloody fantastic in the midfield. So, you know, we've got good forwards. She doesn't need to be there anymore. She can go up the guts and, um, you know, 20 possessions for her. But she was hand-passing to advantage, and that was really keeping the run going. And um, and welcome back to a few players who like Hannah Dunn, who've, who've been out injured for a while. So, um, yeah, I, I reckon that's our strongest side. Um, there are, I mean, obviously we've got a good a good list, and they're all healthy now so round seven there's 30 players to choose from so even from a winning team we might see some debuts or uh or we might see players returning or 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 an unchanged team but we don't know it's it's exciting well the win put them in fourth position in their conference on the ladder and they're in a precarious position four uh four points behind brisbane who they had that draw with earlier in the season and uh they're going to need to, if the, no, let's not even go there because the oh, season, it's, it's a as, of equation. The, as of the moment, next week is in doubt. There is no guarantee the AFLW will continue on this season based on the coronavirus issues the country is facing. But That's true. The look, AFLW... look, if the Suns keep winning, then the, okay. the chances Tom, are, but if there's Tom. no games, then there's no. The AFLW have come out and said that the players have voted they'd prefer a eight week final series spread uh, sorry eight team final series spread over three weeks which could start as early as this weekend now being the eight teams it's going to be four from conference a and four from conference b the gold coast suns would just sneak into it so we so could good. the yeah. Gold Coast Suns could play their first ever finals game as early as this weekend. Could be another Q clash coming, Shane. Maybe <laughs> I'm not sure how they do it. You would, no. three weeks, eight teams. I would say every game would be an elimination game, which means they might do the old system where first will play fourth and so on, um, which. Probably doesn't mean Gold Coast will play Brisbane, who are sitting third in Conference B at the moment. Um, but it's going to yeah. be interesting to see yeah. what happens, and that's going to be announced tomorrow by the AFL, along with the decision on whether Round 1 for the men's will go ahead. Now, moving on, we since mm. our last episode, the Suns men's had a game against Adelaide as the last of the Marsh series. And... We saw a very similar sun side to what we saw in round in the first week against Geelong. And the difference, I think, this time is the 
the opposition was there. Geelong didn't take mm. that game seriously, and I have doubts that they took any of that Marsh series games seriously because I watched the Essendon one, and they just didn't see... They seemed to be taking or just enjoying playing footy, not really worried about the result. Um, but yeah, Adelaide, they, they, Adelaide they, took it up to the Suns. two very different game styles too. And Adelaide took it up to the Suns uh, and even got back in front within minutes to go. But unlikely hero Jordan Murdoch kicked two goals and put the Suns in front for a nine goals 17, 71 to nine goals 10, 64 point win. So that was seven points. And uh, it was just a pleasing effort. We saw the the two-way running that we loved in that Geelong mm. game. There mm. were lapses of concentration in the middle of that game, but I think that's more attributed to the opposition midfield getting on top. Mm. And uh, it, it's a sign of things to come. Now, everyone's saying Adelaide's not great, but it, it's still a nucleus of the same side that pushed into finals a couple of years ago. So I wouldn't be writing Adelaide off just yet. Uh, so I'm, no, hell, I was really happy no, with that result. Look, their, their, their team that they named is a strong team because they've had such attrition, right? So they had so many players to leave. I think it's like 10 players who'd, who'd, uh, who'd been at the club for some time. Are quite They, they, they fielded 12 players from that grand final side, which sounds like a lot, but in two and a half years, that's a lot of players to, to not be playing at the club anymore. So they, they they put together a strong outfit. It won't be their round one outfit, but it'll be pretty close. Um, and the strength of their midfield, I mean, they're not that fast. So we, we, we kind of got on top of them in that area, but they went through us when they wanted to at will. Um, and they were that they were scoring coast to coast goals, weren't they? So, you know, we've we got a lot of improvement to make. Um, my criticism of, of our team was the forward pressure wasn't quite there for the four quarters, and that will that the the, the team that I'm looking at that I, that my best twenty two for round one has a lot more forward pressure. So uh, I think I, I think and when Sexton went off injured. You know that the momentum slowed down, so so I, I don't think it's a long term problem for us. I think it's a good problem to have because we know that our game gets better when we have excellent forward pressure. So that's what I'll be if there's a game this week. That's what I'll be looking for. Is is uh, I'm not too worried about the the defence. Whoever they name, I think the defensive structure is there with with the two jacks uh, getting the rebound fifty. Uh, but anyway, we'll talk about that. But yeah, just to wrap, round up my thoughts on the Crows game, um, I, I was really hoping that the team would get it together to come back and, and get over the line and just show that they, they, they wanted to win it for the fans, and, and they did. So that was just really pleasing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. You mentioned Alex Sexton with the injury. So he has suffered a hamstring injury and will likely miss two to three weeks. He's in a race against time to be fit for round one this week. Um, mm. I'm not so concerned about that. I feel like we've got players like Rankin um, sitting in the sidelines that can, you know, is waiting for a spot in that side. Um, so I think we could quite easily cover cover the Sexton injury. It's not ideal, but certainly manageable. Yeah. And yeah. 
it looks like Harbrow and Hanley aren't going to come up for round one, does it? Which is a hell of a lot of experience. So if if Sexton, uh, Sexton, Hanley and Harbrow and Thompson were to miss, then that's a you know that, that's that's five six hundred games of experience. So the begs the question: who replaces them? Is it next man up, or 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 do we do we see someone like a uh, a, a Murdoch come in because you know, we need you know we need we need experience we need someone who can not only you know be classy enough to do it but will be be able to replace that experience and leadership because we've got a young guy like say Sharp could come in and replace Hanley but Sharp's never played a game before so you know he might be flashy he might be good but he might also do a few things that that lose the game for us so yes it's 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 tough. Um, I'd like to see a, a, a genuine injury list because there's, there are only sort of five or six people who we know are injured, but there's another five or six. Yeah, so there's quite a few injuries, but we can cover that. Um, I think the sides played well enough in the Marsh Series games to, to cover those injuries. Uh, moving on, yeah. we've got some signings we've been talking about these for a number of weeks now and they have come to fruition with the club announcing sam collins and Braden fiorini have re-signed with the club for i think collins is two years and fiorini is three years yeah it's terrific i mean they're both they're both obviously signed for this year so you know the, the signings could have come at any time but our our information has always been that uh, Braden in particular is all, always going to re-sign and it only came down to uh, negotiations with player management and the club and uh, and obviously timing. Uh, the club wanted to be able to get on the front foot and, and announce some good news on, on the season's eve. So, you know, great. Yep, we've, we've, we've kind of been, you know, resigned to it for months, haven't we? And there's... Um... There's a lot of rumours floating about. There are more signings on its way. So we're looking forward to that mm. news when the club decides to announce it. Um, all right. Well, this gets us into probably the bulk of the chat for the episode, which is going to be the impact the coronavirus shutdowns are going to have on the Gold Coast Suns and AFL. So as we all know, coronavirus is proving to be a bit of a problem and the government's taken some drastic measures to try to uh, manage the curve, as they like to say. Now, I've never seen mm. anything like this in my lifetime. I've heard people refer to it as similar to World War Two sort of times. Um, but we are seeing uh, airports and travel sort of be shut down with the government's come out and said no gatherings over 500 people. So that mm. has forced the AFL's hand initially to ban crowds from attending AFL matches. Now, we saw that happen halfway through the AFLW and the Suns mm. match against the Eagles was crowdless. Um, and it's going well, to be... Well, within, within reason, Chan, they... they uh... There were family members who'd flown all the way over from from Queensland and, and, and I guess other places to watch their, their their daughters or their sisters or whatever play, and um, they were allowed 
into the, to watch the game. So uh, we're not talking about a massive number of people, and they were essentially, you know, tied to the club. So so there were that 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 happened. I think um, the the Giants game they might have had the same sort of thing uh, that was reported at the game. So you know, it's within reason. I mean, if people aren't going to be able to go and see the the Suns play. AFLW team play at Southport this week, but you can take your car there and park it. As far as I can, as far as I know, I mean that's what people do anyway, isn't it? So yeah, it is. You know, and there's uh, they always might have the, some fences up. There's all. I don't know if you've been to Southport Sharks, Tom, but there's the uh, yeah, members yeah, bar there. and the restaurant. So I'm sure you could actually go into there and have a meal and look over the through the big glass windows and watch the game from there. But yeah, well, I mean that's my that's my home club. So the the um, the you, you know what I'm talking about. Like the the grandstand isn't going to be open to the public, but they're not going to shut down the club, and they're not going to even if they put up cyclone fencing around the sides to prevent people from getting onto the field or to make contact with the players. People will still be able to drive around and, and, and park their cars on the halfway line or whatever. So you know, it's it's not a hundred percent crowdless, is what I'm getting at. Um, if people are really keen to go, they can go, uh, especially if they're family or friends. But um, but yeah, look, it's 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 one of these things where the government won't really make a decision one way or the other, and so organisations like the AFL, which sort of go right down into the junior roots of the game, they're kind of having to make these decisions, and so it feels like they're coming up every few hours. But obviously, they have to have different conversations. So all Auskick. That's all done. Neefel's postponed till the 31st of May. All the st- Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at express.com and in stores. State leagues, VFL, Sandful, Waffle, TSL, uh, the Sydney Comp, they're, they're, all, they're all postponed. Uh, yeah, and, and we, we don't know, they've extended the, uh, the, the, the call until tomorrow. They're, they're basically leaving themselves with a 24-hour turnaround uh, as to whether the, the, the season's going to even start on Thursday night. Yeah, it's all up in the air, and we we honestly don't know if we're going to have any football to watch this weekend. I hope it does go ahead. I don't think mm. there's a reason not to play it. Um, mm. I don't think it increases the risk to the players, especially if there's no fans there. Um, mm. I mean, I was a bit disappointed when I heard the news that no fans were going to be able to go to the football, but... It sort of made life a bit easier for me. My wife was never keen on me going and being amongst thousands of people. Uh, so that it's made one element of my life a bit easier. But I mean, yeah, and that's fair enough as it's well. It's going because, to be difficult. You know, there's getting there on the train and there's being, you know, and go get a beer. So, you know, you've got three or four situations where you're at, at risk the whole time. And it brings up then questions of members and what sort of compensation do they get? They've paid for a product or a service that they're not going to get completed, completely. 
Um, what, are, what, so people what are your are, thoughts on that one? Well, I think to a certain element, yes, a percentage of the membership should be carried over for next year or some sort of discounts or even uh, even pre-play tickets even if it's pre-play credit um the the service they use for the food and beverage where you sort of prepay for all that sort of stuff even if they give you some sort of prepay credit for that Mm. um i feel like i don't know i I mean it's a good idea but i don't know if if they can afford it i i would if i if i was in a situation where I mean, for me, for me this year, because you and I have kind of put together our crowdfunding and and uh, and arranged our memberships in a certain way, because um, that that was just going to be a better thing. We couldn't afford to buy two full full um, memberships out of it, so we've gone with the the membership for you that has the extra tickets for me to come along, and then I'll make my own way there. So I haven't actually put a membership down. I'm planning on it, but now I'm, of course, you know what I mean? Like, as soon as it came in doubt, I, I postponed it. Yeah, well, uh, you I know, mean, you were, money, you were planning... Money may be better off spent on rent, so I do feel for people who've, who've mm. supported the club and put a few hundred bucks down, and now they might be might be out of work, or they might be going from full-time to part-time, or, or they don't have guaranteed sick pay and if they catch this bloody thing, well, you know, the club's got their money. So I don't know. I mean, a case-by-case basis, if, I, would be, I wouldn't be surprised if the club would take it on a case-by-case basis where they would say, we will, we will refund your money because you've got a good reason. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but then from a business point of view, um, someone's bought a product and they haven't received what they intended when they purchased it. So there are, they are, I believe entitled to compensation or even a refund. Um, yet we may not get to see a single game of football this year. That may be the scenario. Now me personally, I'm fine. I can deal with it. I've got enough going on in my life that the money isn't too much of an issue. Um, I'd be perfectly happy for it to carry over for next year's membership. But for others, it is a big of an issue. They would prefer that money to help them pay for groceries, toilet paper. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, worth, it's a conversation worth having because the, 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 the devil's advocate here would say that it's buyer's remorse and, you know, they've, they've, they've bought something that they can't use. But it's done. And I mean, I don't, I'm not as harsh to say that because I'm not even in that situation. But I, and so I feel for anyone who who has that situation where they they, they wish they hadn't have committed their money. Um, but at the same time, I think there are I think there are people who are who are just sort of saying, well, we we deserve our money back because we're paid for tickets. And if that was the case, why didn't they just buy tickets for individual games? Or why? commit to a membership to me a membership is 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 more than just buying tickets so i don't know i think if the ticket prices is, is what okay. they're worried about yeah, i think you it, get i it get would be, that there would be an economic argument that the club should provide them with extra tickets in the future i get so let's that, say half the season players... is played in front of empty stadiums and then the rest of the season is played with with crowds well you had 10 you were going to see 10 games and now you're going to go see four and so, if they give you six tickets to invite your friends to come along, is that is that acceptable? Okay. So, what if I had purchased instead of 
the, the problem there with that scenario is there are different levels of membership and the only difference mm. is the seating for those games. So, yes. you know, you pay more to get a better seat. Now, if that seat isn't being mm. used, you're not getting what you've paid for. So from a consumer point of view, mm. yes, you are entitled to some sort of... Comp- I've got no problem, by the way. I believe the club will do the right thing. They have in the past... They're always trying to do stuff for members, as whether it's offering uh, a free ice cream at games or discount on your following membership for the next year if you attend all games. They're always doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. sure. So I've got no doubt they'll come to a, a satisfaction um, outcome that's going to help everyone. Uh, and then from the club mm. point of view, if you think about it from their point of view, then they need the money more than ever. So... Yes, you probably want to you want to give them their membership even if you're not getting anything because you want to support the club. So it works in both ways. Uh, it could be a case-by-case basis, but it's not going to be. They're not going to devote that amount of manpower and resources to sift through cases. It'll be a hard and fast decision on this is what you get back or this is what we can offer. And then you either have the choice to take it or to walk away and not worry about it. Mm. All right. Mm. So moving yeah, on. Yeah. No. Look. I, I, I think. I think everything you say is is uh, is is definitely reflective of the club. The the management of the club have have been making sort of strides forward. Um, they're keeping on. They're keeping consistent with the things that they've done in the past. They they really took early action on this, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and the, the, you know, because for quite a while there, it looked like this coronavirus thing was something that was just a beat up by the media, but it's it's become a serious thing, and and the def, it's definitely um, you know kudos to the club that they have acted in the way they've acted, and as as far as the AFL is concerned, well, all eighteen clubs have an input on things, so you know our club supports what's what's going on. Uh, but it's it's still a fluid situation. So things like memberships, when they do deal with it, it'll it'll happen. But they're not going to rush it, are they? No, but it probably will be the first thing on the agenda for the Gold Coast Suns members council. So mm. I wonder when that's going to happen. Are you are you announcing something here, Shane? No, no, I don't think. No? I think it was yesterday the closing date for that, but I don't okay. know. Okay. Anyway. So, moving on, <laughs> the AFL has then announced they're going to reduce the season from 22 games to 17 games. Now, this is interesting because every team mm. will play each other once, but yes. what makes it interesting, some say it's fair because, mm. you know, you only play each other once, you don't get to play the worst team twice or the best team twice, but... It also adds an element of a a nine to eight home and away split, so you're either going to get nine home games or eight home games. Now, well, I've, per- I've got a th- I've got a theory on that one. Okay, okay, I've got a theory on that one, I, I, and I put it on I put it on Twitter today, and I've got a, quite a few people interested. So the, the, these these numbers you've got here, right? So um, the team either has to have nine or eight. That's that's how that's how it works. So you either have nine home games or eight home games. But if you do that, you have to make the Victorian teams have the eight home games. And the reason for that is that there's there's well there's ten Victorian teams, but you 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 you've got um 
got Geelong who are sort of out of town, right? So, see, the 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 nine team, the nine Melbourne teams, if they play each other once, that's eight games. So that's eight games in Melbourne. But then the the, the outside of Melbourne teams, which is the nine of, if they all have to play in Melbourne once or twice, then the Melbourne teams get an unfair advantage because they're staying in Melbourne. So I think they have to unbalance things. They have to have 10 games in Queensland for the two Queensland teams because they'll, 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 they'll still have to travel all around the country. Do you know what I mean? They'll still have to go to each of the states at least once. So, so to make the Victorian teams travel at all, they have to have an unbalanced home and away season. And at first, the Victorian teams will, will cry about it. But, you know, and if they don't do that, then it's biased towards the Melbourne teams, as it always is. So they've got a chance to balance it up. I think it's good. Yeah, so there are eight interstate teams. And, you know, if they all get the nine home games, then... The Victorian teams are guaranteed nine games in Victoria if we're all playing each other once because there's obviously right. 10 Victorian sides. So I think that's the way mm-hmm. it has to go. But it will be interesting mm-hmm. to see how they fixture that and who mm-hmm. they play, who are the Suns going to now play up here. We They've said the first four weeks of the season will be that's as true. follow, uh, be true. the same. Sorry. So what we can still expect Port Adelaide to come up here and Sydney to come up here. And yeah. we will likely have to travel down to Geelong to play them. And the other side was Fremantle. We'll have to go over to Perth. But besides that, I mean, uh, Fremantle and Geelong, we were listed to play twice. So that's no longer going to happen. Mm. It means Fremantle is no longer going to be true. here. No, it wasn't Geelong. It was Sydney. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Fremantle yeah. w- is no longer coming back to the Gold Coast to play. So that's already one of our home games gone. It raises questions mm. as to what happens with the game in Darwin. Are they still going to go ahead by having a Gold Coast Suns hosting a game in Darwin? And I mean, by, by then we might be playing in front of crowds again. So so if, if that's the case, then then uh, yeah, keep it because that's the reason you do it. But they're not going to put two teams in planes to go that distance to play in front of an empty stadium. So, yeah, it, it's uh, it seems like in the early part of the year they are going to cancel. There's a game in Canberra and there's a game in Hobart, I think, um, or in Tassie. So they're looking they're looking at that. They're going. Are they going to cancel that? Um, even the AFLW. I mean, the, the Kangaroos are. Are, uh, the Tasmanian North Melbourne Kangaroos. Um, if they make the grand final and get hosting rights, where does it get played? Again, are you going to stick two teams in, in 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 a plane to go somewhere to play in front of nobody? So, so yeah, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot more questions than answers right now. It's also going to be interesting which uh, with the Q clash. If we're only playing Brisbane once. Who gets to host that game? Mm. Because essentially the person that's the mm. away team for that game is getting an extra game mm. in Queensland than what their opponent would be getting. Well, you'd imagine that they, they might even just have like a rivalry round where all the state-based teams play each other. So you're going to get five games in Victoria and, and a game in each of the other states against their own. If they do it all the same week, that would be a, a blockbuster, you know. The the rivalry round would be would be 
bloody amazing. And that means that there's, you know, you are quite right, they get an extra home game. But um, I think we've got to be prepared to, you know, look, you know, we, we would like to think we're only going to lose one home game at, at Metricon. But, uh, you know, at this stage, we don't even know when we're going to be going to Metricon again. And they may even, you know, for, for financial reasons, they may even play games at, at, uh, at, at Fankhauser Oval because it's AFL-sized and it's it's home. You know what I mean? Um, do they play the, the Q-Clash in front of zero crowd at a neutral venue that is agreeable to both teams because of the size and maybe the weather, you know, if it's, the, you know, the, all, all summer we've been talking about the weather and now we're talking about a, a bloody virus. But, uh, you know, there's still a chance we're going to get flooded, Shane. Anything <laughs> play, can happen. You know, in, in seven or eight months' time, the place could be on fire. So, so you know, there's, there's anything can happen. Anything can happen. It's, so, uh, I think, yeah, we can only really take it week to week, can't we? Yeah. So the other aspect of only 17 games I want to highlight is I actually believe this now gives the Suns a very, um, I wouldn't say a very strong chance, but I think a greater chance than what they had previously to make finals this year. Uh, with the 17 mm. games, you can imagine they're probably only going to need eight wins to be guaranteed a spot in finals. Mm. So, considering the Suns are earmarked to get somewhere between that six to eight wins ratio, there's every chance they could sneak into to play finals for the first time in their history. Well, it's momentum, isn't it? So, you, 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 if you have a three-win season then it means you only had momentum for those three wins in the early part of the season. Then you had no momentum. And you look at the the Lions halfway through last year, they weren't. They were in there in the eight, but only just. And then they had all that momentum towards the end of the season. And then they lost their momentum by losing when they had a chance at getting the minor premiership. And then they went out in straight sets in the final. So momentum is king. And if the Suns can get three or four games in a row, and, you know, not lose that momentum or regain it really quickly. Uh, we're good season starters, historically. So, yeah, absolutely. There's no reason why it couldn't happen. The thing the thing is that the, this this thing, this virus, can take momentum away uh, because if, if they play four rounds and then they ice the season for a month, any momentum is gone, isn't it? And I think that actually benefits the Suns with their younger playing list that's more sprightly, mm. you know, extended time off. They're going to come back chomping at the bit to get out there and play, whereas the older players from other sides might take a bit of time just to get going. They're always slow starting. Uh, you look back at, uh, say, Sydney a few years ago, they lost their first six games before eventually getting yeah. on to a spree to make finals. That's not going to happen this year if there's only 17 no. games. Not possible. No. Whereas a side like the I Suns, think, think... who are strong starters, they could, what, we won three of our first four games last year. I think there was and another lost, three or four games. Game. There were another three or four games that were lost by a, a kick or less than 10 points. Mm. And the only one of those games was in the, was round 18. That was the last one of those games that we almost won, and that was against Essendon. So I think the Suns have a real chance of chalking up seven or eight wins in the first in this 17-game season and really pushing for finals. So we could be really... Talk I, think, I think the benefit of all this is we are going to be talking about the Suns being contenders 
a lot longer in the season than what we would have in previous years. Well, I mean, look, if we're two and seven going into round 10, we're still a mathematical chance of making the finals, right? So, you know, the, the, I hope we're a bit better than two and seven, but yeah, we're, we're, it, it's going to be interesting because another thing that can happen, at, you know, with a 17-round season is that there could be a really clear-cut top six who are just, you know, barely got any losses and the only losses that they have are against one another. And then there could be a drop of two to three games down to that seventh or that eighth spot. So, you know, you, you're quite right. An eight-win team could could come eighth, uh, but it could be a ten-win cutoff. We we just don't know what's going to happen. Um, I I I think the seventeen-round season is fair over two years because all the teams that we have to go and travel to, like Geelong, well, how lucky in a sense that we're playing Geelong with no crowd in Geelong. Yeah, well, we're going to see the A. I reckon we'll see the AFL if they keep this seventeen round season. Even if they don't, with all the everything up in the air uh, over delays, postponements, everything like that, we're going to see the AFL experiment with different times, different mm. different um, dates. You know, we could be watching a Suns game happen on a on the Wednesday night because. Yeah. You know, no crowds, so it's all going to be televised. And they're just trying to cram games in to get as many games done, uh, either before or after the inevitable virus uh, suspensions that's going to happen throughout Australia. Mm. So it's going to be very interesting. And we've got 45 fit players that are being under consideration for, for this weekend. Yeah. And if we have to use all of those 45 players in the middle part of the season when when we are playing back-to-back games and when when that you know when someone like Matty Rao has six games in a, in five weeks you know, which will happen at the best of times right because it's not like they're six weeks apart there's this on the calendar they all happen within five weeks of each other he, if he needs a break well you bring the next guy up and if if we're finding that the the side's a bit too top heavy with the the rookies then bring in a couple of the veterans you know Harbrow's not looking like playing this week but you know he's he, he's he's amazing. He's a, he's he's one of the first guys that I pick. Well, I think, when I'm putting my team together each week. I think in saying that, with the Neeful being suspended until May, we're not going to be having games going through our our reserve side. So I could quite easily see that being the time for heavy rotations on the senior mm. side. So every week there's a good mix of different people coming through to keep everyone match fit and try and keep everyone yep. at the same level. All right, Tom. And, and if, if you know you know you want you know Holman for a certain opponent because you know that that club is hard at it and you need Holman in there, but you're not going to pick Holman for 17 games. So you you, you say he's going to play round three for sure. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like horses for courses, uh, but yeah, we're we're running short on time, aren't we? We are. So it's time for us to get going. But thanks for tuning in and listening to the GC Sunscast. Whether you're listening to us live, watching us on YouTube, or uh, you've downloaded us via your favourite podcast service, um, we are here. We've just had Rod Walsh jump in the chat. Geelong's home ground advantage is more to do with the dimensions of the ground rather than the crowd. Completely agree with that. And with that, that's our last comment for the night. Thanks for joining us. Go Suns. Go Suns.
If you've been a renter, you know it's stressful to find the perfect place. But Zillow Rentals make it easy. They have filters for pretty much everything, so you can find a rental that's big enough for entertaining your friends, but small enough they won't crash all weekend. Find your sweet spot on ZillowRentals.com. Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores.